I have just had my fifth conversation with Mikey and we kind of started in the same place as we did last time, which is blank. What is there? Where to go? And we went into something that I find very interested in, and we sampled from different angles, using different metaphors or personal, like, relationships to this thing which is what's the difference when you're being in relationship to or in relationship with or in relationship in something we spend a lot of time there so if that piques your interest at all dive in and see if you're in relationship to, with, or in this with me and Micah. And I, I, I see you already in a business-like mode. And I, but but I'm cheating a little bit. I have on these wild leggings, so uh, I I'm not really. I got out of bed 15 minutes ago. Oh wow! I, I an hour ago, and I was listening to. Um, is it Gary? Gary his. Gary Prince. Yeah, his latest. Wow! Impressive! Impressive! Yeah. Okay. And for us now, I'm 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 blank. We so usually. We usually end up somewhere anyway, don't we? Yeah. But it's it's an interesting question that you raise for me. It's like, have you listened to to many of the other podcasts in no. the series, or just this one, or not? Yeah. Do you listen to yourself those podcasts? No. So, no. <laughs> no. It, it's it, this is something. It's. Uh, it's on my to-do list, I, 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 and I want, to, I, I will, yeah, for sure. But I haven't, and I certainly haven't listened to mine. It's lovely to be in it. So, because <laughs> it's interesting when. Um I think it really started when I did, um, when me and Caspian and Dominic started to do Buddhas by the Roadside. Then I started to listen to those episodes and I have such a blast listening to them. I have a blast being in them, being in conversation with them, but then I can listen to them, you know, after the fact, once they're released and really enjoy it. 
So I try to listen to all of these. I probably haven't listened to all of them, but I, wow. you know, I usually do. And, you know, it's other things show up. I see other things. I hear other things. Not in the sense of, oh, I should have done that or we could have done that. But, but rather, you know, when, you're, when I'm in this, you know, some things pop out for me. And, and when I'm listening to them after the fact, other things can kind of, you know, wave a little, you know, there's a little subtle movement or color, you know, to the side that just makes me go, ah. Oh. Um, so I quite enjoy it. Um, and I've been listening to myself in other podcasts too, you know, if I'm a guest, uh, in another podcast, um, and can yeah, I can I can enjoy it, and I think that is one of the reasons why I, you know, it's like I've come to enjoy the way that I sound, because you know, inside I sound different than what I do if I listen to myself from the outside, but. Um, So yeah, it's it's um it's quite special. It is, it is. <laughs> Now I have Pop the cat lying beside me on the table and he's purring, which makes me go. I wonder if the microphone will pick up his purring. But he was snoring before, lying in bed next to me snoring, so purring is better. <laughs> so, Helena, what will be this theme, our theme today. And for me, starting from blank. When my eyes are just roaming <laughs> over the wall, when my yeah my wall I'm looking at, then I see um, the sentence, "Don't just sit there." <laughs> and it's meant as. Um, uh, uh, how to sit behind a computer for a longer time. You have to do some exercises. You have to move about. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. So that's the sentence. Don't just sit there. You have to move about. Mm. So, so it's defensive, I know, but so I'm starting with a question. So what, what is your movement about? Well, 
I was sitting in bed writing from yesterday's session with Dominic, um, process-oriented therapy session, and we ended on something that I find quite interesting. Because Dominic asked me, How are you when you are in relationship to or in relationship with or in relationship in something? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And when when he asked me that yesterday, as I, you know, because when he asked me a question like that, I usually close my eyes to sort of feel into what, what happens. And it's like <clears throat> mathematics popped into my mind that, you know, there's a two within, that there's a difference in, I could explain this in, in ways, in terms of equations or like a visual math problem or something. Because if I'm in relationship to, it's like this microphone to my right, right? I'm sitting half a meter from it and, and I'm, fa you know, I'm not directly facing it, but I'm not looking away from it. I don't have my back to it. Here I am in relationship to something. And this microphone couldn't give a hoot about me or what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. It's not interested in, you know. So it's relationship to something. It's me. I'm the conscious one. I'm the one who knows I have popped to my left. Uh, and I have the thermos and the cup. It's like... It's my awareness. It's me. Um, so, the, you know, my thermos, again, doesn't give a hoot about me, right? If I'm in relationship with, it's more of the dance. It is like now I moved and pop noticed. So we're in relationship. I'm in relationship with pop here. He's going, oh, can you please stop? moving your hands about and speaking so loudly because I'm trying to sleep here, right? So we are dancing and it can be a little bit like, it can be like magnets where there can be the, the pull towards or the repelling um, going away from, but it's still in relationship with the two impacts the field between them. And then if I'm in relationship in, it is like what Dominic helps me do now and again when he does a guided meditation and then he tells me to open my eyes and look at the world through 
my eyeballs from the back of my eye. And that has me seeing the entire world totally different and I'm in the world where I, you know, I'm aware of what seems to be physical boundaries of me and Dominic sitting in front of me or the computer here in front of me, but I'm also in them somehow. Um, which is a very, very, it's a, it's like a naked state of being. It is very, you know, it's like I'm totally immersed in um, beautiful. What pops up now is the word nature. Um, mm. So you, you uh, there is a, a lot of advice. Let's say go into nature. You have to s stop sitting and move and go into nature. Yeah, and there is a gap, so probably it's about a starting point. For me, it's always about a starting point. Who is it? Who, let's say, who does the starting? But um, when, when, yeah, so most of the people, it seems, they stand up and then they move and they go into nature. And then we forget that we are nature. I forget that I am nature. And it, when I hear things like that, it's so funny. There is something inside of me that, that's, let's say, the dominant, I want to say listener, but, but I'm not quite sure if it really listens. I want to say receiver, but I'm not quite sure it, it receives, really. Let's call it for now grabs. It's, it's the grabber. <laughs> it, grabs information and I want to spread. Um, I lost We don't know what I want to say. Oh yeah, the, the, that's it. It's about All the process of listening, listening is now com coming to me. Wow! But, but through the grabber. So what the grabber does when when it's in this case it's come it comes towards me and then 
it, it grabs immediately without receiving. And what happened then, that then immediately there, there um, is opening up a gap. I'm here, not nature, trying to connect with nature. And that I, I experienced a lot, the gap between me and, let's say, and the world. And without realizing what I'm doing myself to create a gap. It's, I'm fascinated that you bring up the word nature in relationship to this. Um, because I have been, ever since I reread Ishmael this year and the other books by Daniel Quinn, I've been, you know, I've been quite engaged in different types of conversations, a lot of them on Twitter, but also in in the podcast, also with friends off and on chats and um, in book clubs. And, you know, it's like, and I wonder if that relationship too with an in nature isn't a perfect illustration of 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 the power of separation like you say based on my starting point based on my starting point i can put walls in place or i can i'm not sure it is a removal i think maybe it is and then there's walls so so the being in might be the most primitive or original state of being. Um, which brings me to another thread, the Jill Bolte Taylor TED Talk, when she, the neuroscientist who had a stroke and, and could kind of, she could experience how her walls were removed. And as she did experience that, when the stroke kind of, you know, knocked out function after function count, how what she was left with was this absoluteness of, of isness, of inness, of simply being. And it didn't really, you know, very fluid, no boundary of herself, but rather just this being in the energy field of everything somehow. Pop. Um, and when we, when we were in relationship to nature, it is very easy to objectify it. It is very easy to utilize it, to take, whether it be, you know, oil or gas or peat or coal or wind or sun or, or you know, logging trees or whatever. It's like 
here I am in relationship to something and I can do what I want with this something. And then there's the relationship with. That somehow... is this, I see that it is important, I can see that my actions matter, what I do will have an impact, etc., etc. But there's still this aspect of, I don't know why, I flash on control and I flash kind of on parent-child relationship, you know, where the parent kind of, you know, I know better than my child and therefore, yes, we're in relationship with each other, but I'm the one who knows. I'm the one who, that's the, that's the sense that I have when it comes to a lot of the with nature stuff. And then there's the in, which understands that I am not looking at nature. I am not in relationship with nature. I am nature. I am as much a part of it as Pop is, as the little squirrels and birds outside of my window is, as the, as the water is, as the tree is, as this house is, as, as all of what is here is nature. Which, which levels the field. The hierarchy, just poof, it's just gone. The, in the with, there's hierarchy. Yeah. In the two, there's objectification. There's abuse or for, my, for the benefit of me, I get to, you know, extract whatever I want. So it's, it's like, and, and then here in the in, It's, it just is. Beautiful. Beautiful what you said about um, here or he vanishes. Mm. And I think, is hierarchy bad? I, I don't think so. Immediately I'm thinking about hierarchy in nature. But probably it's, um, it's a natural hierarchy. Yeah, and it's so interesting because it's like, I mean, you can look at hierarchy in the way of like developmental aspects, what can a, a little worm do and what can I do? And, you know, I have my cognitive brain. Yeah, but flatworms, I actually saw a video the other day of a little flatworm. They're like a centimeter long, right? 
They sliced it in four pieces. And in a couple of days, there were four flatworms. Each of those pieces managed to regenerate themselves. And it's just, shit, I, humans really don't do that. You know, it's like here we are thinking our cognitive brain is, you know, the pinnacle of creation. It's like, what? Imagine cutting me in four pieces and there will be four humans in a week. It's like, whoa, it's like amazing. Who says cognition is the, is, is top at the top of the hierarchy? It's like, what about regeneration? Um and somebody else, I read uh, a paper on the fact that our complex brain, our intellect, our cognitive intellectual capacity doesn't really seem to be such a hit from an evolutionary standpoint because we're the only ones. You know, it's like fur. Yeah, there's plenty of creatures who have fur because it really serves. There's plenty of creatures that fly, be they insect or bird or, you know, whatever. But but our brain, it's like this is this is an evolutionary dead end. Nobody has as yet, yes, you know, seen the benefit from an energy. You know, what does it cost and what does it provide? And that was just tankespian. You know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or the other thing, but it's, we are the only ones. Um, and a lot of other, other traits in, in nature are not sing in singular they're not in a singular species they're in 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 you know you can find eyes yeah there's plenty of of different species that have eyes like vision yeah that seems to make sense it it costs this much to generate but it gives all of these benefits it's worthwhile doing um That brought me down a, a rabbit hole. But it's... Yeah, that's where I was at. I looked when I, I watched Sea Spiracy in the spring, uh, a documentary about, about the oceans, about, you know, what what's going on, what's the state of the oceans. And... Again, hierarchy it's as if the 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 importance or the what makes a hierarchy viable is not the fact that here's a bottom rung, here's something a little bit higher, and here's something, and here at the top are, you know, the top predators or whatnot. It is, it is again, it's the relationships 
because you wouldn't have top predators if you didn't have the the other rungs. And if you remove that one, the entirety will it will collapse. You know, it's like because it's a whole. Yes. It's a hierarchy, but it's a whole. I think maybe that's the. I, I guess the, the the circle pops in now is entering. So the the in geometry sense there is the triangle. It's yeah, also a beautiful one, but but now there is this this everlasting circle, and and in this I I find special that let's say you have plankton. Probably it's not visible with one with the eye, and then you have let's say a whale, a, a huge, huge whale. And in in the circle, it doesn't matter because if if plankton, the smallest one, is disappearing, <laughs> the whole circle is following. Yeah. So and now to 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 my life, um, <laughs> what is already disappearing in a very small let's say the plankton, and I'm not aware of, and will have huge consequences mm. for my own existence. Yesterday in session with Dominic, I I was reminded of a of a thing in the past when I quite early on in my last marriage, my second marriage, where my then husband, let's say it this way, a door opened for him to, to work, a door opened within him, or at least a door appeared within him that he could have entered and started to, you know, see what's there, what's, what's inside me. But he chose not to. He saw the door and he said, nah, not for me. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go through that door. And I saw yesterday that decision is one of those pivotal ones that I'm guessing had he made another decision, I'm not sure we would have divorced. And if we would have divorced, it would have been on different grounds than what was the reason for our divorce. So, so it's like, that's also an aspect of this. It's like there's now and again, you come to a fork in the path, in the fork in the road. It's like the ones I choose will impact the whole. I don't know how but it will. Mm. 
um, and it also made me see yesterday how the choice he made, you know, was hugely impactful on me. In me, what's the choices I make um, in relationship to me, with me, in me? And how then does that affect the relationship that he and I were in? And it's just, it, it can, it's like an, an endless maze. You just open a door and open a door and open. It's, it just, every, you know, it's like, Our actions and inactions matter. What I do matter. What I don't do matter. What I say matter. What I don't say matter. It's all intricately Yeah, it 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 matters. It it opens or closes. And then what comes after that, you know, is kind of Dependent on what happened before, and and then it's new doors opening or closing based on the other ones. Um, that that's that's true, and and um, so this is this what you are um, creating right now. This this web with with millions of possibilities yeah and then so let's say you are so influenced and you come to a certain point and then from that you will interact let's with me now i can feel it starts all anew over here so you 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 let's use colors you you react or you act and then it's it's red and normally I, I'm a person who I have a trigger let's say I have a trigger to red it's so funny now I can feel the enormous space I have to express myself. Mm -hmm. But normally, of most of the, it isn't there, you know. I'm I'm already biased when I'm not in the now, when I'm not in nature. I will um, be triggered, and then it's the expected, and then then it becomes a reaction. Can you follow me yet or not? I can follow you. I think. <laughs> I'm, 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 your story made me clear about how much space there is. I am not a victim. I'm not um, laden for that. Um, I'm, I'm active. I have my whole space. Imagine you, so much happened in your life. 
and you roll and roll and roll and in a certain point you interact with me and in that moment you're red. If I if I'm not conscious, I become red immediately. You don't need to say and I, I already smelled it. And I'm not quite sure if I want to be red. I'm not red. I, yeah, I start blame. I guess for me, this is an element of freedom that I can, that the, the time in, the, 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 the space, time before your choice. Yes. And and that's what I I realize when I say that everything matters. I don't mean to imply that I need to you know perform a risk assessment and and you know evaluate and and very deliberately choose the one or the other because what if which might lead people to kind of in action because they're so uncertain or or fearful of what might be if i choose this or that or the other thing it's more just in you know on a higher plane it's like the choices that we make be they extremely conscious or totally unconscious play a part in how life unfolds. Um, and as you say, the, the more conscious I am, and, or rather, the more present I am in the moment, I think that's where the freedom opens up. That's where the space Because the, the, the opposite of that is like feeling so constricted or put in a very, 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 very tiny, tiny little enclosed area where, you know, the only way, like you say, triggered red. Okay, did I want to be red now? It's like, no, but, but, but here in the bigger space, it's like, how many shapes of color are there? Plenty, right? A gazillion, probably. And you might go, yellow! I haven't done yellow in a really long time. You know, let's go for yellow. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Let's go for yellow. And that there is this... Uh, this space to do that. I I, I experience people uh, and they love to do yellow, but they, they don't allow themselves. They are holding themselves back. There is um, underneath 
our conversation, there is another one going on for me, and I, I don't know. Probably I don't want to engage with it. <laughs> but now you've said A, don't you have to say B then? Do you have a choice? <laughs> I, I can't say anything. I started, I don't know, I don't know. And then I, I know already it, it's a defense. It's a defense mechanism. Um, it has, I'm sad, I guess. And I even don't know about what. And sad, it, it, it's too harsh. It's too harsh a word for it. Oh, and it, it's um, a low, lower in pulse, maybe even lower in energy. And, and I guess what I want is I want to pack it all in and have one answer. Good luck with that. And, and then, so Ken Wilbur, he did. He, he did. <laughs> so what was his answer? What was his answer? I I don't know. I, I skimmed the service. It's the theory of all or something. It sounds. <laughs> I want, Helena, I want an answer. Can you give me an answer? No. I don't have one and I'm not sure there is one. And one of my favorite cartoons by a Greek cartoonist called A Day at the Park, I think, has these two creatures coming up and, and sitting at a bench, a park bench. And the one of them collects questions. He has this box of questions and he collects questions and the other one cannot for the life of him, see why questions. You know, it would make so much more sense to collect answers. And this question collector says, oh no, answers are, you know, they're dime a dozen, you know, it's like you can find answers everywhere for everything. It's like 
but it's the questions. The questions that open up and the questions that might not even have an answer. And he just, you can just kind of see the thrill in him at the opening force, power inherent in, in questions. And I just love, um, I love that sitting with a question can be so uncomfortable. It can have want me, you know, it can have me want to have the answer, an answer, any answer, but here, quick, ready, like you say, neatly packaged, here it is. Sign, seal, delivered. Yeah, done. And questions. Oh, no. They can be like, what if? Or the other thing? Or looking from above or below or behind? It's like, mm, I love me some questions. So, no, I don't have an answer for you. I might have questions. Yesterday again, Dominic asked me something. And I so wanted to give an answer because I was so uncomfortable with, with what might be. I wanted to give him a, a, a ready answer, a neat tightly packaged answer that said, no, 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 I'm not like that at all. And instead it was like, am I like that? Do I do that? It's like, oh, it just opened up this, this quagmire of uncertainty and uncomfortableness and, and well, discomfort is the word for that. But, you know, it's like, So again, that's a perfect example of where or why the question is so important because it is this, what's there? It is that space. It opens up that space where there might be any color popping up. But if I were to say, no, no, it's this. It's like, yeah, it's blue, period done and I don't think it is blue it's like no it isn't but I would love for it to be so that I could say it so that I could just be rid of it next <laughs> you know? um, and so being being comfortable in the discomfort of the not knowing being comfortable in the uncertainty of of not having an answer or even wanting to have an answer um yeah that can be tricky now and again yes for me what i was asking uh, this time i asked for an answer without me formulating a question even. Yeah. I, I, I heard a trainer 
said something about it was a joke about uh, uh, is there someone here to have a few questions become I have an answer or something yeah. <laughs> what what I, I I like I love what 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 you're saying about the the question field. Yeah, and I love what it it opens up in in, in education systems. We're so groomed into finding answers and not in 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 discovering the right questions. And like you say, a lot of those answers are given without the question even being voiced. Right, yes. which has a lot of of kids or students going okay, without knowing why is it why is this piece of answer relevant? Because they don't know the why, they don't know the the question of it. It's just here it is. Eat it, eat it. Yeah, but but why? What does it? How does this nourish me? What does it do for me? Where's the yeah, and it's when we relate it to the relation questions in with two. So if yeah, if you ask a question and when, and you're not you don't know you're in the hierarchy, the question or the answer is already contaminated. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about the field of of questions, I could, the the opposite popped up and that's the answer, the answer field. And I realized I am the answer. I am, and probably without any questions before. That's funny, I realized, being the answer without any questions. And I I change. So depending on in which room I am, depending with the different people I am, and in what kind of relationship, without me knowing, I, I blend into answer after answer after answer isn't this a funny thought it reminds me of where you me and two other people were conversing the other day about about the inherent uniqueness in all of us about the inherent onlyness in all of us that you know everybody knows no two snowflakes look the same. But I don't think that is as understood when it comes to the fact that no two leaves look the same either. No two cats look the same. No two humans look the same. No two rocks look the same. No two trees look the same. They might be really super similar, 
but they're not the same. It is not carbon copies. It is unique individuals in a whole, in that circle. So when you say you're the answer, I'm thinking from that angle, yes, you are. You are the answer that said, we need a mic. <laughs> right? We need her. Universe needs her. Just like universe said, oh, we need a pop the cat. So he's the answer to that question, whatever that is, or that need. You're the answer to that need. I'm the answer to that need. So the absolutely best thing we could do is be. Yeah. And, and for me, it's something pops up about me being here without without need if it's even beyond beyond that it's it's yeah it's beyond a kind of a need and then follows this follows that So yeah, probably I I had I had a question, but so it, it also is about I I I'm my own answer. Yeah. I didn't know I was looking for. <laughs> mm. The other day on Twitter, I read a little statement by somebody and I engaged with it. Um, some type of little, a little nugget of wisdom. And I thought, oh, this makes sense. And a couple of seconds later, another account had taken that very nugget of wisdom and put it out into the world as if it was what they had said. Not retweeting, you know, you can take this thing and you can set it out into my feed, which makes it visible that it comes from this person and this is the statement. But rather had just copied the text and put it out as if, here's my nugget of wisdom. And it just confused me. And this person uh, reached out in a direct message to me. Um, I don't really know why, but saying hi. So I said, hi. And I was so confused that I actually asked, did you just take this text and put it out as if it was your own without acknowledging who it was from? 
And we had a little bit of a back and forth where this person was saying, I'm not a native English speaker. I do this so that I can learn. And I'm going, you're not learning anything by copy-pasting somebody else's words and just putting them out into the world. How, you know, it's like, for me, I don't, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it in, in that action. I don't see how you learn. If you, on the other hand, see that and respond to it, asking a question or another statement of your own, or, you know, it's like trying to, how can I say this in my words? Yeah, then you would be, you know, practicing how to, practicing learning English better or whatever it was. But it kind of hinges at least on, on what we're speaking about here too. It is like, it's not interesting with carbon copies. It's not as interesting at least. I mean, because I'm interested in you. What, what you give, what your, where your thoughts might lead to what colors you might bring what you know it's like that thing oh it's so much more um of interest to me it 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 has me want to come closer um kind of regardless if i you know if i like the color you're putting out or not but at least i I'm interested in the fact that, okay, here's a very Mike color. It's like, uh, can I can I have some more of that, please? Because there only is one Mike. And the colors of Mike can shift, you know? It's like, it's not one color you. It's like a gazillion colors of you, but it's you. Yeah, living in a time where it's so extremely important to to color to color with our our use. And how much of the world kind of seems intent on on the other thing, on the opposite of that. It's like, okay, can we make you guys yellow? <laughs> and, and you guys over here, you can be red. Um, but it's like, don't give me a gazillion hues of yellow. It's like, no, I want the one. It's easier that way. I can... I can clump you together, I can categorize you, I can 
say you're good or you're bad or or the other thing is like that has its i mean categorizing definitely serves a purpose it's it's i mean language it's kind of born on a on a It rests on a foundation of categories. It's like cup, cat, ball, piano, sofa, human. And also so much more than human. This human that sits here is, is, is like not just with bunny ears a human it's like this is helena and what is that and so much more than that too because there's the in us you know it's like <laughs> we, we these days i hear a lot of complaining about is it government uh, and, and their messages and their uh, rules to obey to, and I, I, I see I see a link between um, my inner critic and so in so out, and how the government is expressing itself. So, like, like you say. Uh, they love to categorize. They love, no, they need to categorize. Otherwise, you can't control. And that's the same with, let's say, my, my inner critic or whatever, or my ego. That's on top of it, control. Uh, and it, 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 it's, it, there is a triangle and there is, it's, and the, the steering mechanism is on top of it and it needs to control and push down what this kind of yellow no never over my dead body try again <laughs> so i guess um, I, I don't know if i make it up because I, these days I have an answer, you know, what, what's coming through me, what's going on in the world. I, I want to answer it in the same way. Uh, don't do that. Do this like that. So, and then my um, dictator is, is coming out. Um, so, but, but let's say the urge to to uh, I have to respond I, I have to relate uh, to, to all what's happening and so I like this thought about at least to relate with with the inner critic of with the ego and become let's say more more freer than I am from let's say from the inside out 
and I love the idea of of people, more people in the world and doing their inner work and become more free, even even if in a world that becomes less freer by the day. Amen. That reminds me of, of um, a, a very short book that I read the other day that I'm going to run and get. Because there was a piece in it that made me go, oh my God. Um, it is, the book is Martin Buber, yes. German philosopher, religious, whatever, writer. Uh, and the book is The Way of Man, according to the teaching teaching of Hasidism, which is a, um, a mystical religious movement uh, born among Orthodox Jews. And it's six little, six little Hasidic, I guess, stories that he then expand upon talk around, not explain as much as, as kind of open up to see what the story points to. And the first one is called Heart Searching. And a couple of, a couple of, um, A couple of pages in, it says, the decisive heart searching is the beginning of the way in man's life. It is again and again the beginning of a human way. But heart searching is decisive only if it leads to the way. For there is a sterile kind of heart searching which leads to nothing but self-torture, despair, and still deeper enmeshment. So what you, when you said, I would love for more people to do the inner work, to find the freedom in that, to, to have that freedom, I go, yes, and not all inner work, inner work won't automatically lead to that because there is this sterile type of heart searching. There is a inner work that can be done in such a way that it actually just closes you down even further and further and further and, and strips you of options rather. And it was just, it, it is that it, for me, it's the difference between if it's closing or if it's opening. If it's reducing or 
enabling, if it's, you know, it's like, and perhaps it's even more than that. Perhaps it's not open and you shouldn't close. It is that there is movement. That, you know, because I can come up against something when I do inner work that just closes me down completely right now, right here. But if I sit with it or, you know, some time moves and, and, you know, other insights, then there might be an opening. But if it closes kind of permanently, if, if the work I do just closes me down and I'm not, it's like inhalation, a great thing, but it's really pointless if you don't have the exhalation. Exhalation, a great thing, but it's really pointless if you don't have the inhalation. Am I making sense at all? I don't know yet. <laughs> it's beautiful what you are saying. And for me, it's 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 totally new. Totally. Let's say when I'm I'm using the words uh, the work for me, yeah, also yeah, connected to the heart, and it's it's what I experience is um, space. It it when I when I make it smaller and bring it down to the trigger. That triggers can be detonated, and that's my freedom. That that I that I open up. That I become more aware of the space I have when something comes towards me. When I triggered, it's it's kaboom immediately. So that's what what I experienced. Till now, and now you're bringing in a total new concept of me that you can do in a world. Wow, and that it that it brings you down, down. Yeah, not what he calls on the path of the wall. And I like your analogy of the trigger that goes that goes boom that detonates because what if the inner work that I do is only me collecting my triggers, but never detonating them. You know, it's like, I think that's that's a perfect analogy because all of a sudden, you you know, you're sitting in front of this room and it's shock-a-block full of triggers and I never step on any of them. I never detonate them. It's like, I can't move here, you know? Because I'm so afraid of what might happen if it detonates, so that I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck in place. I'm, I'm, you know, so far away from freedom and movement that I'm, you know, I go rigid here because I cannot, because what if not realizing perhaps or not being helped to see or whatever, not daring to actually detonate a trigger because that's where, like you say, that's when when the space comes. It's like, boom, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah, but if you never do that, you're stuck in the thought that if I do that, I'll die. 
So I'd rather not do that. And, you know, if you still keep on finding new triggers because you are interested in the inner work, but you don't, you don't do the work. <laughs> you don't do the work, precisely. You don't follow through. You don't, you're not in it. Um, and, you know, I say that I was afraid to meet people, truly, truly meet people before I learned how to do gentle with myself because I was so harsh that I was afraid to meet you because of, I was fearful of what I might find in me that I would not want. I would not want to own it. I would not want to have it. I did definitely not want to know about it, you know. So I shut down connection with others. I, I kind of stayed in this two place because I was so afraid of being in relation with me that it was impossible to be anywhere near in or with relation with others, right? And that's kind of the same as, as this inner work relation. It's like, if I'm, if I'm so afraid of what I'll find, that's, that's why I don't detonate it. It's like, but if there's curiosity, if there's this sense of, oh, here's a trigger, what might happen if? Yeah, try it, you know? And that was only possible for me when I learned how to do gentle, when I did not punish myself for what I might find when I was doing the work. So I wasn't doing the work, you know, because it's like, oh no, <laughs> I don't want to do that because I knew I would punish myself. I knew I would do that. Yes, for, for me, because what I know now about it, um, Let's say you're you're living on a certain plane, and and that's the harsh plane, and the critical one, and you don't know that because it's normal. Yeah. But and you start to know when you yeah you 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 in relationship you you meet with other people and unbeknownst they do what they do and kaboom or right? so but it's. It, now I know it's so important if, if you work with someone or with yourself. First, again, who are you? So if you're on this, this harsh plane, you first have to, let's say, let's call it lower in a gentler plane. Otherwise, it's the, the, the harsh one who is receiving feedback. It will explode. You really need to lower, and then you you can receive the, the this one, and it it can land and 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 yeah. relax a bit. But if we bring you you bring a very special element in this in in the work with yourself, and and if we bring this. In your first gem about relationship, 
so you can do the work in, with, and to. Yeah. Wow, probably they call it and the name spiritual bypass. Mm-hmm. And in the end, probably there isn't anyone or anything that needs to be changed. But these days I'm still busy with change. But but that's interesting because it's like, yeah, on one hand, and then on the other hand, it's this, it's this two within aspect there too. It's like, do you show up as Mike? You know, or do you show up as Mike with these filters, these walls, these harnesses, these shields, these swords that that come from, amongst other things, you know, the categorization. Now she's yellow and you're going inside. No, I'm red. I'm red. I'm red. No, you're yellow because we put you in this category. So you go out into the world and you try your best to be yellow, but on the inside you're screaming. You have a longing to be allowed to be the red that you are. You are. So what is change then, right? Is change you stripping away these to and with to be in? Or is change the other way around? No, you now need to go into the blue camp. But that's, you know, that's not you either. It's like, If you are to change, give me more of you. That's the change that I would love to see. It's like, and, and do I need it? No, but it makes me happy. It, it, it's, there's a, there is that exhalation to be around people who, when they show up, when I can, when I sense that they are them and not all of these like externally put on layers. So what is change? For me, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure if I changed so much. It, it, it's more about, for me, the change is in showing what I am or yes. sh- showing what I'm hiding. Yes. So, and, and I know the end now. 
and it, it's not. I'm. I'm. I wanted to say bad, but let's say <laughs> more nicer. A, a container of um, shallowness of fear of jealousy of mindlessness of ignorance and and i i can say that now and 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 stay yeah breathe with it um and for me it's important if i'm i'm with you and i to to open up to that to 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 if if it's in the moment to open up and this is what i'm at right now so that i can open up about it that's my if we can talk about change that's my change and also that i know now um i'm wide as wide can be and i'm kind i'm i'm sweet i'm funny you know i yeah i i know that so that both both are there it's so about about allowing i guess that's also a change from control to to allowing and to i like the moments where i'm i can surprise myself mm. and there is also an aspect of me that i don't know yet and that's much more present than ever was i only thought about myself in in black and dark and nasty qualities and i i mean that's when you say i don't know that i've changed that much i can look at me and go boy have i changed a lot cuz i i that's that's my experience of me it's like totally different from who i was 20 25 years ago but the change isn't me layering on other things because others need me to be this that and the other thing the change that i experience is me taking away those things to reveal more of me to be more me in the world to to you know and and do i still show up with layers absolutely definitely yep all the time but fewer that's that's a, a sense i have it's fewer and perhaps a little bit more see through you know so that who i am i think shines through more in any given situation than 25 years ago when it was like keep that weird thing you are inside and then show up as this or that or the other thing 
So the change that I experience me is me becoming, being more me. Yeah. And again, true and nature pops up. True nature. Your yeah. true nature. My yeah. true nature. Yeah. Which isn't a static. Right? It's like, you know, there might be glorious weather or hail and rain or snow or, you know, winds. You know, it's like all of that is true nature, right? Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah, what oh, a lot of it, it's about, let's say, when you, you're asking, you're applying for a job from, let's say, the outside world is pushing you into certain colors and you need to answer it. And, and they, this is orange, you want orange. And is it, no, no, there's a bit another spot. You're, you're, you're not allowed to. Um, what, what a difference it would have made, I don't know in what, if we had an education system with this, that, that, that you look at a child, let's say, as I call it, a blob, and the blob, it, it's always moving, moving. So you're in a classroom with a lot of blobs that, that takes on millions of different colors. And that's a change of me. It's only a few years ago that I started to think about myself as a, as a, moving, a moving landscape. Yeah. It, we can't... And what's... What I what came through just a minute ago is about um, what's extremely important is your your potential part needs to be close by. So because you you're growing into it and you don't need to know it. It's a bit about what what Vanessa did with her with her own developed exercise uh, in the circle. She used words she wanted to grow into, and outside the circle, the words she she wants to let go. Mm. So, if you're in the grips of a harsh critic, and it crunches any possible potential that's nearby. And that is that sterile heart searching. Okay. okay. Right? Right? It is that thing. It is where, yeah, you're, you know, you're finding these things, but you're not letting new things in and releasing old. You're just kind of, you know, you're, you're just doing the logging of it. And, and not the moving in it. Um, horrible, horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes, so it then it becomes a tool 
and a tool you, you can use in bad or in good ways. Yeah. Yes. So I I I I, I never ask it, but it, it I I love to come to a conclusion. For me, it's who is the one who's doing it or who's being. Uh, otherwise, you can go through the motions and then. And I think you're right in that. If it is the harsh inner critic who's the one doing the work, you know, good luck. <laughs> right? It's like, who am I being here? But if it is the one who does gentle, you'll get a different result. If it is the meta me that can see that here comes the harsh inner critic has this to say, here comes the gentle one has this to say, here comes the old wise woman has this to say, you know, it's like, so you're absolutely right. The starting point, the, observe, the observer, who's the, through whose eyeballs am I seeing this? And yeah, for me now, what becomes more important is to keep the potential energy lively. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike. Yeah. This is our fifth conversation. It's our final with bunny ears for this pod series. You and I will continue to have conversations because we have been having conversations for many years by now. But it's the final one in this series of five people and five conversations. So I'm a bit curious about what it's been like have you learned something? Do you, you know, positive or negative, good or bad, serving, not serving? It's like, what, what's there for you if you kind of look back and go, huh, five pod conversations? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to say I loved it. I love it. I really, really, really love it. And now the word admiration pops up. Um, yeah, the way you do it, it's, it is, you know. I, I never felt expectations or, or, pressure or what happened what is the, really the meandering um, and what 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 was or is so very special to be listened to um, and with you it it's much more it's it's um 
gives him a plateau, a platform. And, and then, um, so what you have done, you, you made me real. It, it's, um, I have said things that I didn't know I know. And it, it would have been covered being dormant underneath and you in our conversations it um, it started to bloom yeah it became a very nice garden full of beautiful flowers And the relationship I, I, I like. So, so this comes up between you and me, you know. And also, you assumed, I guess, you didn't doubt, you assumed something will happen. No, I knew. Yes, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So on that, so that knowingness and that trust, trust in me that, yeah. It's an extremely nice place to be in for a while. Feel safe. Yeah, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, every time I, I, it 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 touches the energy, and and I I feel afterwards I feel lighter. I guess yeah, you gave the best you can give to another human being. Being seen, being heard, opening up. And I, you know, I just want to make sure that you know from that knowing place that this isn't my doing, this is our doing. You know, if I've made you feel seen and heard and listened to, you've made me feel seen and heard and listened to, right? So it's, it's, it is very much that. Co-creation, that, that thing that we make together. Yeah, that's true. And Helena, um, it's the the fast you're talking about. 
what's first, first is you. Mm-hmm. And so and so you, you build a container, you, you build the the bowl into which so and that's again about the, the in with two. Yeah. So you already decide this will it be, and it's probably you never thought about it or consciously. Um, so that there, you could have created a studio, let's say, and and there are a lot of people who are talk they want guests and they want and they are talking too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So already you you start you you start off on a certain level and a lot is falling away and and, and over there it's open it can go anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. And then and so then follows the co-creation. Uh, it's not one interviewer and and an interviewing. Um, then we, st- yeah, I can feel the weaving and then and the building and the yeah. lovely. Yeah, and it's 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 been fun also for me to see how. The interweaving also happens in between the five people, the five conversations of each person, where it's like you brought in Gary and me and Frank the other day, we brought in Alison. It's like, or topics from another of the conversation. So it's like there's the weaving within this conversation, there's the weaving within our five conversations, but there's also the weaving in between the other so it's like it's it's quite a funky weave right um which is also why now we've set dates for a conversation with with all of you who have been partaking in this even though we couldn't find one date where everybody could do it so we have two dates uh but i'm really looking forward to to that because that will kind of in a sense make that weaving in between that has happened become a little bit more solid somehow uh take on a, a more like tangible shape or form or color you know, so I'm really looking forward to that, um, to see what that, to see how that feels. Um, I, I really love you for what you are doing, all the work you're putting in, uh, the technical work. But for me, it's it helps me so much to be in these days and this world mm-hmm. and knowing what. Yeah, what you're doing, your hard work with tea. Okay, Helena. Okay, Mike. Thank you for today and thank you for being a part of my 
my first season this very this very like true experiment to see what what might it be um yeah it's been fun and we'll see each other yes yes that's for sure excellent thank you so much you make a great day my friend yes you too